Welcome to the AgVisor Pod. Hi, everyone. This is Rob Sykes, CEO of AgVisor Pro, and you're listening to the AgVisor Pod. Today, we're plucking a question out of AgVisor Pro that deals with talc and the flowability and seed treatment and how you make things flow, such as fertilizer. And to discuss this, we have Justin Miller from Bismarck, North Dakota. Justin has been in the industry for over 25 years, receiving his Bachelor of Science from North Dakota State. Uh, He's worked in the ag industry on the biological and the technology integration side, both from a sales and a technical level. And we had a great discussion around this specific technical issue. Welcome to AgVisor Pod. Thanks for being part of this. You've been in the uh, um, agronomic and biological area for uh, like since 1997, the year I started AgriTrend. So uh, yeah, you're you're getting pretty old there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, lo- I hope it's wiser. I hope it's wiser. <laughs> uh, question came on AgVisor Pro about talc uh, and uh, it caught our attention. Your response caught our attention. And, um, you know, I, uh, my brow furled a little bit because I was trying to figure out where talc is used in agriculture in some, and the question was really around talc replacement. So you responded. Can you talk a little bit, uh, uh, Justin, about what talc is and the uses of talc in agriculture and pluses and minuses, and maybe a little bit about replacement? I'll, I'll interject here, but let's give a little bit of background to the question, first of all. Why, why, why did it, uh, why did it uh, kind of attract your attention? Yeah, for sure. So I, I see, especially in the U.S. here, with with a lawsuit going on around uh, talc and um, you know some some obviously some claims around cam- cancer causing agents. Uh, this is a a uh, I believe Johnson and Johnson lawsuit that that happened. That's the one. So this is a class action yeah. lawsuit on talc. Okay, this goes back to the right. baby powder thing. That's correct. This goes back to the baby powder thing. So what we've seen in the U.S. here is, is a real trend for for folks to look for alternatives, and we've seen um, you know soybean based products, soybean meal based products come up. And I think the one thing we need to keep in mind is that you know talc is a drying agent, right? So uh, flowability of seed will be fine with it, but some of the other products that have come to market, there's a there's a natural uh, you know they're hygroscopic, right? If we remember that that term. They like to pull in moisture. So I think that's the big, the big lookout. Although the market has went, you know, tried to very quickly go away from TAC, TELC, graphite, lubricants, they went to some alternatives. And just the big watch out is if you're in very, you know, low humidity conditions, those probably soybean based products are okay for seed lubricants. But anytime that we've got, we're early season planting and we're, you know, we're getting, uh, maybe we get up to fit, sorry for my Fahrenheit here, but Maybe we're getting up to 55 degrees during the day and, and, you know, down to 25 degrees to freezing, freezing at night, right? There's a tendency for some real high moisture conditions in the morning and that those, you know, non-talc-based lubricants are going to pull moisture in and that's not going to be good, uh, a good scenario when we're going we're to We're going to be in right? scenario right now. You're at Bismarck, right? And uh, Correct. This, this, are you guys st- still got snow on the ground? No, no, the planters are, are going, but only probably, I'd say, the southwest part, part of the state right now. So but you are running into that exact uh, high and low temperature thing right now, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely freezing, you know, freezing hard, very, very much so at night, and then getting to very nice, you know, uh, so 40 degree swings, right? 40 degree Fahrenheit swings 
from night to uh, to, to day. So these this kind of conditions are just big watchouts, I think, when it comes to uh, moving away from the talc graphite based products. So can we still use talc graphite? See, I'm being really genuine in my questions here because I really don't know the answer to this stuff. It's it's absolutely out there still in carriers. Um, it's out there. I think it, people are looking for alternatives due to this uh, whole, you know, uh, the cancer causing issue around it, and some some worker safety issues for sure. They're out there, but I think they're they're you know uh, we've had some people come to market with alternatives, and and it's a nice story that they're you know soybean based or whatever there might be. But just to remember that you know the physical properties of these things are going to change. We don't go from one thing that's been in the market for decades to something else uh, without having some change in how we we do practices, right? So I think it's a, they're not a my my point being it's not a one for one replacement, right? There's some uh, there's some caveats with with changing the carrier. So yeah, well, this is kind of an issue for for farmers because flowability. And, you know, whether it's seed coating, whether it's a, a fertilizer, pesticide carrier, anything to do with anti-caking, that's all where this talc-based formulation comes into play, right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's a, I mean, they're proven, they're proven to not be affected by moisture, right? They're the anti-moisture the anti, the anti component. So I think as, as the market... Uh, We've just had a lot of personal experience with this, where, where these products have come to market and there's been a rush to market to change away from these very time-proven products um, into something else more or probably you know eco-friendly or, or worker safety-friendly, that there's just some practices that will have to be changed and uh, it's not a one-for-one replacement. So, On your farmer and the customers you work with, what, what are the crops that uh, you use flow agents i'll call it a flow agent flow enhancement yeah. what what are the crops where they that plays a role yeah corn and soy mainly so we're starting to see uh, corn and soy you're starting to see some biological companies now trying to put um bio, you know putting a biological uh microbe in with these uh non-talc based products and i think it's just a big watch out right that uh they're, they're just going to have these different characteristics when we it's very typical for us here, right? Where especially this year, we're we're uh, trying to get the crop in as quickly as possible. We're already two weeks behind. Yeah, um, we're we're going to sometimes the best management practices uh, get forgotten because we just want to get seed in the ground. So I think it's it's one thing to remember. Well, whenever there's a constraint, uh, my experience has been that logistics tends to trump agronomics. Yeah, but, so, yeah. A- absolutely. So, so I think yeah, it's just so something to keep front and soybean uh, and the flowing agents largely are because of the singulation you're trying to achieve in the accuracy of the plant, right? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, it's also used in what? Animal and livestock care, right? So this is kind of a big, big deal for the industry to try to replace all of these different uses of cal- talc. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't know if the right one's been found yet. I mean, uh, like I say, people have successfully used these soy-based lubricants, but when we run into issues is when we have these big switches in temperature, which is very, so very typical uh, in the upper Midwest. Well, that's really cool. This well, I think we got a little bit of background to this. Bottom line, I guess, from an advisory standpoint for farmers is just to make sure before you start mixing this in with 
uh, tons and tons of seed, make sure you do some testing or have worked with somebody like you who has uh, got your own scars. <laughs> yeah, I great advice. Absolutely. Right on. So you're on AgVisor Pro. Uh, just a quick question as to what you think of it, what we're trying to achieve here and um, what your thoughts might be around it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's it's a community, right? And uh, and you know the questions roll through every day, and I scan through each one that comes across. And I I just you know I've got my niche background where where I've got a great depth of uh, knowledge, and uh, if a question doesn't doesn't uh, hit me and my my depth of knowledge, I don't answer it, right? So I get to sit here as, as someone with twenty six years of experience in ag and a, a lifetime, really. And I get to pick and choose which ones I get to answer. And I don't uh, choose ones I'm only partially knowledgeable on. So well, this, I think so it's you're, cool. So you're not only right. are you contributing and answering, but you're also getting, you're also getting feedback on things that, and meeting people that you otherwise would not have met. Absolutely. No, it's a great, it's a great connecting point. I love the tool. So I'm, I'm really, gra- uh, really glad you guys created it. So I think it's just another, uh, this is all about uh, learning together, right? And uh, none of us should have a failure if there's knowledge that we can share across this big network we call North America. Well, if we, if we saved a farmer from one problem today, it was worthwhile. So thanks for being on the AgVisor pod short series. So thanks. Uh, and uh, have a really great spring, Justin, and be safe out there. Okay. Safety number one. Yeah. Appreciate it, Rob. Well, that was a pretty cool discussion around flowability. I want to thank Justin Miller. He's available on AgVisor Pro. Download our app and you can connect with over 750 experts on our ecosystem. AgVisor Pro is available on iOS and Android. Until next time, AgVisor Bot, over and out. <laughs>